Good morning and welcome to Fashion Friday. I've got a great show for you today. So I wanted to talk a little bit about a question that I get asked quite often. It's basically how I got started. I ask, I get asked this um, a lot by uh, different people that I meet along the way. Um, I've talked about this to a group of young girls uh, a few times actually, um, and people in school, people out of school. Um, I get emails all the time and direct messages of you know how I got started in the business and how I became a successful stylist having my own business. So um, I wanted to talk not so much about that, my career path, but really kind of uh, some advice on uh, maybe some young gals out there, or if you were looking to change your career, um, a, a way to get started with that. First of all, it's all about schooling. Uh, I'm f- a firm believer that you've got to have a great education behind you. And um, I'm going to get to that in just a minute. The Business of Fashion has listed the best global fashion school rankings in the world for 2016. So, But before I get to that, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, how, when I got started um, – it was a different world. So it was a different time. It certainly was a different decade, several decades ago. And uh, first of all, when I was in school, I went to school for interior design, architecture, kind of that field, specializing in interior design. The word stylist only existed, um, it wasn't like it is today. It's kind of a buzzword today. Uh, and it was basically someone that dressed celebrities. That's it. People like you and I, ordinary people, did not hire stylists to help them look better, feel better, get a jump on their wardrobe and kind of pull it all together. It's much more accessible nowadays than it was when I was young. So that field was very sort of isolated uh, back when I was in school. There was also no formal education to become a stylist. There is today. There are actual majors where you can become, I know, a, a window trimmer, uh, you know, designing windows for uh, high-end stores. There are some courses you can take to become a stylist, although there's no formal, formal degree. There are definitely courses and, and so on. And you really can learn not just becoming a stylist of how to dress someone, but more of a well-rounded educated person that's going into the fashion world and learning really the business of fashion. So learning everything from what's hot on the runway to to history of fashion, to how the business and works of it, to retail, to everything in between, not just what, you're, what clothes you're putting on someone. It really goes a lot deeper if you really want to know and become educated. And it's always good to be in the know. It's always good to have all of that information. Um, it'll just help, you know, because you never know where your career might take you um, once you get into the fashion industry, which is extremely hard to get into and become successful. So um, like I said, school is really important. I think I think it's two parts, For at least for me. It was 50% school for sure, 50% experience in the field for sure. And this is where um, I think interning comes in. It's so important to intern when you're younger, um, get all of the experience you can get. And by the way, I get asked this all the time. You know, I get asked if someone, um, if I need an intern and someone wants to become a stylist, so they want an intern for a stylist. Here's the biggest tip I could give. You don't have to intern for such a, a specific career. Yes, it needs to be in the fashion field, but if I wanted to become a buyer, Yes, it'd be great for me to intern with a buyer at a, at a company where I'm following or shadowing or assisting a buyer. However, 
It's also important to get other aspects of the field. So maybe you're interning, interning at a retail company and um, you know, you're walking around and you're shadowing, you're interning the store manager or uh, maybe you're interning the stylist or you know, with a stylist. It's, it doesn't have to be specific. The point is you're getting um, experience and knowledge from all different aspects to all different roles that are in the fashion world from different people. Because uh, everyone is, you're going to have a different experience with everyone. So um, that is important. Don't don't limit yourself to say, well, I've got to intern with a stylist if I want to be a stylist. Not necessarily true. Uh, I started in the retail world. Again, the word stylist wasn't what it is today. So um, it was you style celebrities and that's it. Well, that's not easy to just start when you're just coming out of college. Uh, so I was in the retail world and uh, immediately started with uh, do, designing windows and um, having having sort of that creative end of it. Um, I wasn't in the retail world as in the sales, re retail sales. I was in the creative end, the back end, the supporting of uh, the industry. So by, by doing displays and merchandising and windows. And then I went on from there. But the point is I got so much information from all different people. And I knew, okay, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to work in retail sales, but, but guess what? I know how important customer service is. I know how important visual merchandising is. I know all of that side of it in order for me to be, to then become a better stylist. So I know about the shopping experience. Um, I really learned about, you know, numbers and, um, the, the business of fashion, basically the, the, um, the other side of it, the non-creative side of it, um, which I think is also important. So Experience in the field is just as important as school. But let's move on to um, school. So again, if you know someone, daughter, sister, uh, friends, granddaughter that is interested in this, you can have a look at, at this list. It's on businessoffashion.com. But I'm just going to highlight some of them, which I thought was important to talk about. Um, so it's global fashion school rankings for 2016 and you're thinking school rankings. Okay. What is this? So the BOF, the business of fashion, it, uh, global fashion school rankings, it's the only objective assessment of fashion schools around the world. So this is really that, you know, go-to place for the industry. If you're looking to kind of pursue a career, you know, a higher education in fashion or, or, you know, advance your career. So number one, I, I, by the way, when I'm looking at this list, I'm thinking immediately I'm thinking of, well, the best fashion cities and the cities that are known for, you know, that have the strongest fashion influence. Immediately I'm thinking New York. Immediately I'm thinking uh, Paris. I'm thinking Milan. So it, I was thinking, okay, there are going to be schools in those cities. Not necessarily true. Number one school was Central St. Martin's in London, England in the United Kingdom. So interesting in London, which is also a very fashionable city. As we know, they have a strong uh, fashion influence on the world and uh, great fashion week every year. Um, but you know, I didn't think it would be number one and number two, by the way, is Kingston University also in the UK. So interesting. They've got the best score uh, for in the business of fashion. Number three was Alto University School of Arts, Design and Architecture, which is in Finland. Uh, number four was in Belgium, Royal Academy. And then where is the United States? Okay, so holding the number five and six position is the schools in the United States, which are New York, of course. So Parsons School of Design, as we know, an extremely accredited school. Um, lots of famous designers went there right off the top of my head. I 
Donna Karen uh, has gone there. Uh, and number six is the Fashion, Inti- Fashion Institute of Technology, better known as FIT, also in New York. So they're number five and six. Um, you know, it goes on to some other schools, London, Tokyo, Italy. Uh, another school in the United States comes in at number 11, which is Drexel University in Philadelphia. And then um, number, I saw the school in, oh, Stevens College in, uh, in the United States is number 14. And then Savannah College of Art and Design, number 18. And 19 is also Kent State University. Uh, moving down the list in number 24, my alma mater, Philadelphia University, used, it's renamed now, used to be uh, Philadelphia College of Textile and Design. It is now Philadelphia University. And number 25, Miami, International University of Art and Design. So, so there are the spots of the schools in the United States, but lots of other great schools around the world. If you want to see the complete list of this, again, you can go to businessoffashion.com and check this list out. Something you know, it's just good to know, I think, and uh, it also explains the the uh, methodology behind the the BOF's global ranking. So you can kind of get a good understanding of that, um, the undergraduate courses, of course, and the graduate courses. And, you know, it kind of gives you that, um, ob- uh, like I said, objective opinion, um, or maybe not opinion, assessment, rather, of these schools, because I kind of feel like it's a little bit hard to know where to go. And the good thing is, there is all of this information. Again, when I was younger, there wasn't all of this information. Um, Yes, there was internet, but it wasn't what it is today. There wasn't, we didn't, you know, when I was looking at colleges, I didn't have a smartphone. Um, This wasn't, it wasn't as accessible. You you know, you applied to a, a college with a letter, you know, and then, and your application. And then if they said yes, you then followed suit on the protocol to, to apply to these schools and you waited and you checked the mailbox every day and you know it's very very different and you also didn't have as much information as as there is there today so I think that's important to you know find this out for school and then again once you're in school by all means or even if you're out of school and you want to change careers by all means intern experience 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 I can't stress that enough in the field and uh, in, in anything keep your options open Um, Don't limit yourself to just one specific path in the fashion industry. Take on, you know, multiple internships if you can, Um, maybe not all at the same time, but, uh, you know, if you can in uh, different aspects of the fashion industry, you might also find something that something else you like. You may think, well, I'd like to be, you know, a um, merchandiser. And you may think once you get into it, no, that's not for me, but I like the role of buyer better. Or I like the role of fashion designer. No, that's not for me. I'd rather, you know, do something else. So, you know, take a look at that. Maybe you want to be a fashion editor for a magazine. I always thought that was such a glamorous job and um, when I was younger and now knowing people in that uh, industry on in that career path I definitely know there is a glamorous side but there is also extremely extremely difficult uh, very very strong strict work work ethic and it's very hard so fashion editors my hat is always off to you because I know how hard your job is and um, stressful and but yet it looks so glamorous oh sitting sitting at a fashion show I had someone comment to me once um, you know like well you know I I switch places with you because her job was X Y and Z and you know my job is so so easy and fun and glamorous and I thought well 
That's not true. <laughs> there is a fun side, of course. Um, and fun is what you make of it. And there is a glamorous side, of course. But there's also a lot of hard work in what I do. And, and any really any path you choose in the fashion industry. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, it is not easy. It is definitely hard work. You've got to be able to kind of be humbled. You've got to go in there and say, I'll do whatever it takes. You've got to work long hours. And you have to be the hardest worker you know, ever uh, in order to be not picked over. And even when you are the hardest worker, sometimes you do get picked over, but um, you've got to have persistence and you've got to just persevere because it is a fun industry um, once you get to where you want to go. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick, so lovely talking about schools, but I'm going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, I've got questions from my website that you wrote in. I want to answer questions from stylebytina.com. So you've got questions, I've got answers. Stay with me on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, so have you heard about Amazon Prime's new delivery service? Let's just talk about this for a minute. I, I cannot believe my eyes when I read this. Uh, I'm curious to know what, what you think. So Amazon Prime's new delivery service, if you haven't heard, I mean, I think this just is terrifying. It's basically a service that allows Amazon's couriers to unlock your door via a smart lock and deliver your package inside of your home. Now, apparently they have about five minutes to do that or maybe less um, to do this. I don't know what happens if they take longer. <laughs> Does an alarm sound? Did the police get called? I, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand how this has happened and who thought of this. And all I have to say is I feel like, I don't think a woman would, would suggest this. I don't, you know, I normally don't think like this, but I'm just thinking who thought it was okay to have a stranger deliver, open your door of your home, whether you're home or not. And place a package inside your door. And I don't care if you have a limited time. I don't. And what happens if you know the 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 time limit runs out? I don't know. But apparently, there's a smart key, and uh, if you choose for this to happen, you can have your you can have your Amazon package delivered right inside your door. I just think is this is a horrible idea. I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, if you have such an important delivery, which I understand that part be home or have someone be home or have it or pick it up, right? You can always do that. So I just don't know. I don't think this was a good idea. <laughs> and I'm actually quite scared to hear the stories that may 
hopefully not, but probably will follow. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I hope there's a s- serious background check on the, uh, the, the delivery service on the people that were the employees. And, but anyway, regardless, even if it was someone very honest, I don't think I'd want someone opening my front door. I, a stranger, you know, is, more than likely I'm not home. And if I am home, even worse, someone just randomly opening your door and, you know, play, I, I don't know. But anyway, that is their new delivery service. It should be interesting how this turns out. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, hey, whatever. Maybe maybe it will be a good thing for some people. I don't, I can't imagine it would. But having said that, so speaking of Amazon, Jubaramore has launched a new lifestyle brand on Amazon. So this is becoming one of my favorite sites, I have to say. As you all know, I've talked about Amazon here on the show before. And my... Uh, trepidation at first and now slowly starting to really love Amazon for, uh, you know, it's definitely one of the sites that I pop by for, for, you know, to look at clothing and to look at fashion and uh, that used to not be the case. So nonetheless, Drew Barrymore has launched a new lifestyle brand and I have to say I love everything. So um, great. It's it's basically uh, clothing, accessories, travel essentials, and some hair tools, um, and that's part of the life and lifestyle. And the price point is super affordable. Everything on Amazon and also it's Amazon Prime, same day delivery. Love that. Great for the upcoming holiday season. And yeah, I have to say, I like everything. Uh, just give me an idea. There's a great pair of earrings, a statement earrings, 48 bucks. A looks like a scarf, not a silk scarf, but sort of maybe a rayon lightweight scarf. 68 bucks, very pretty. Um, but the printed button down, almost like a pajama top. Uh, printed, it's green and piped in red. 78, it's a blouse, they're calling it $78. My favorite thing is the date night clutch. It's called, oh, by the way, the whole line is called Dear Drew. I love that, love the name. So the date night clutch is 95 bucks. And this is like an evening bag, uh, but it looks like it's leather and it's not beaded, it's not sparkles. Um, it looks like it could be definitely be day, a day clutch as well, but it's really cute. Got, it has a little heart closure, super cute. And then a suitcase, it's a carry-on. Take me with you, carry-on suitcase, it's called. Uh, it's 125 bucks. Looks like it's definitely a, um, a carry-on piece. Uh, and it's really cute, a cute color blue. It says, Dear you, you are strong. Dear Drew. <laughs> Love it. So check all that out. Great. I think these are great pieces for the holiday season. Gift giving ideas. Um, buy yourself a little something. So I, it will be interesting to see how this brand develops and how her line develops. So far, I have to say, I really, really, really love it. Um, and it's not a big collection, but definitely um, some cute pieces. I think they're about, uh, well, I saw about 10 pieces. I don't know if there's more than that. Um, that's all I saw as of right now. That's all that's online. So um, what I love so much is the affordable price. And I think there's, you know, it's it, there should be more of that without sacrificing quality. So We'll have to see. Okay, I want to get to questions from the website. You have uh, a few people wrote in, a lot of people wrote in. I get a lot of questions this time of year um, asking about holiday uh, dressing. And I'm definitely, I think I'm going to have to do a show on that. So stay tuned for that in the upcoming weeks. 
Um, but for now, let's talk about, because I feel we still have a little time. I think that uh, most stores have are in full swing fall, uh, but there's, and they're starting to get a little tiny bit of holiday, pre-holiday things are trickling in. So I think I'd like to talk about holiday dressing and Maybe a little couple, maybe another week or two. Let's talk about that in November when I feel like there's really full. Because I feel like the, some of the the uh, pre-fall stuff is still in, and we've had such warm weather here in this part of the country. Actually, most of the country. Um, that you know, holiday dressing is a little hard to talk about when it's been super warm out. Because holidays, it's you know cold here during the holidays most of the time. So uh, yeah, upcoming show for sure. Okay. Lauren from Greenwich wrote in and asked, what are the best boots to wear with leggings? I wear leggings most of the time, uh, five out of seven days a week, and I've invested in better quality leggings, um, more, uh, she says they're kind of like a Spanx type legging, leggings. What are the best type of, what's the best type of boot to wear? I don't want to wear a sneaker. Um, good question. So I think that I like the fact, first of all, Lauren, that you've said you've invested in better quality leggings. And I think that, um, you know, I talk about making an effort and not running around in what, what looks like gym wear. I say, I say that all the time. However, the flip side to that is if you are, let's say, maybe you're a yoga instructor, maybe you, uh, you know, work out at the gym and then go do something else, physical activity, um, maybe you're a dancer, where you're required to wear leggings most of the time or, or more than half of the day. I get it. I understand. That's sort of your uniform. Or maybe you're just comfortable in in yoga, or in, sorry, yoga wear, but in leggings. I get it. So I love the fact that you said you invested in better quality of leggings. And yes, they do have Spanx makes leggings. I did. I bought a pair myself uh, about a month ago, and I tell you, I love them. Uh, I bought them at Anthropology up in Westport, and they're a camouflage color, and they, they're they just like Spanx, but only in a legging. So they really kind of suck you in. I feel very thin when I'm wearing them. Um, so shoes, I would say uh, for boots, I would say one thing not to wear is the new, you know, the sock booty that's very popular right now, very on trend. Anything else is, is okay. I think an ankle booty looks best. You can also do an over the knee boot. I think that might work. Um, as long as it's casual, nothing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do a spiky stiletto heel with a legging that would look a little silly, um, too dressy for the legging. And so I would keep it casual, either a low, very low heel, or maybe just a, a wedge heel. Nothing too high uh, with a legging. And if if you're going to do a boot, and then other than that, I would do a little booty. I think that is the cutest. You know, could be suede, could be leather, could be uh, whatever color you choose, but something a little booty. I think would look would look great and and it also keeps it casual but also you feel pulled together throw on a denim top a denim shirt with that maybe over your whatever you're wearing tank top or if you're coming from the gym throw a denim shirt on and maybe layer with a, a cozy cardigan chunk big chunky cardigan and right away you look pulled together now you can go to lunch with your girlfriend now you can go you know to a school function for your kid and still look pulled together and not like oh gosh i just you know came out of spin class um so that's my suggestion um and 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 again love leggings i'm in leggings quite a bit but you know i'm in lots of things quite a bit if there there are often days i'm in you know three to four outfits a day and leggings happens to be one of them so i get it i i understand your question about leggings and i'm glad you asked keeping it keeping it simple but keep it chic 
All right, uh, Karen from Greenwich wrote in and asked, what is an alternative to skinny jeans or bell bottoms? I'm not a fan of, of either and want to be on trend. So I hear this all the time, actually from several of my clients. I hear uh, that usually they don't mind the skinny jeans, but they do mind the bell bottoms. And I hear this, well, I wore them the first time around. I don't want to wear them again. And I usually respond with this. I understand that feeling for sure. Um, however, they, I don't want to say that they're around again. Bell bottoms really haven't gone away. I mean, maybe for maybe in the 80s they went away. And, and then they kind of resurge as, you know, we had a boot cut in the 90s and then, and then it, that went away. So bell bottoms are pretty much here to stay. They just kind of get uh, reworked. So if it's embroidery down the flower, embroiders down the leg, or it's sh- shredded bottom, or it's got embellishments, whatever, they're kind of here to stay. So don't think of it that way, like, oh, this is the second time around. No, they're just, they're back and they've been back. So um, it's just another option. However, if that's not your favorite, I get that. So um, no skinnies, no belts. Here's my my uh, answer for you, Karen. How about cropped flared or just cropped jeans if you don't want to do the flare? Some people are uncomfortable with that, but I'll tell you, here's why I love cropped denim. It shows off your ankle, which now right away, it's kind of elongating your leg and allows you to wear a great pair of heels. And yes, you have to wear heels. If you're going to do a cropped legging, uh, I'm sorry, cropped denim, especially if you're doing cropped denim that flares out a little bit. So it's just a little flare, you know, uh, it's fitted through past the knee and then just a little bit of a flare somewhere mid calf, but it's cropped a great pair of shoes, a great pair of heels. It could be a pointed toe pump. It could be a chunky stacked heel, whatever your choice is. Um, definitely. And I just think it looks so great with a tailored jacket, maybe a tailored blazer and a little beaded handbag and a pair of pumps. You're ready to go for evening. I mean, this is, this is an evening outfit. Um, you could also swap it. You could also wear sneakers. Absolutely. Um, with, I would do that with the skinnies, the cropped skinny. And here, little little DIY project. This is what I did uh, back in the spring. I took all of my skinnies that were really long that I would have had hemmed anyway. And I almost all of them, I think I left one pair regular length and I cropped them myself. So I just took a good pair of fabric scissors, you know, just a good pair of sharp scissors, cut them, took a little uh, seam ripper and kind of frayed it a little bit and then washed them. And then the fray kind of helps make, give, give it more of a lived in wash. Look at the, the threads come, become looser in the wash. So you can do it yourself. You could crop them yourself because that is the look to be kind of frayed and, and very casual. And again, I would then, you could wear that with a great tennis sneaker or even a running shoe, whatever it may be, a great pair of trainers and for a casual look wear them with a pair of heels for an evening look or more pull together look. I love, 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 love this. So hopefully that helps you. And, uh, I want to see the outfits. You have to tweet me or, uh, send it via, via email at stylebytina.com is the website. And uh, love hearing from you as well. So um, next week, I've got a great show. We're going to start to move into holiday dressing slowly, slowly, slowly. And uh, lots more of what's going on in the fashion industry. And as always, I love your questions. Please continue to send them and check out my blog in the meantime. Love any feedback or comments or concerns, any fashion questions I can certainly answer. It's tina at wardrobeenvy.com. That's tina 
at wardrobe-nvy.com. Or once again, my uh, website is <laughs> stylebytina.com. All right, that was the mouthful. On that note, I'm out of time. Thanks so much for listening. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH, WGCH WGCH.com, anywhere. Oh, 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 oh.